Weekend mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen. Replay from Money FM 89.3. Neil, uh, we do have to talk about the uh, potential economic impact of uh, mm. what's going to happen here with COVID 19. Now, of course, you know, the numbers aren't completely in yet, though they've already talked about a, a 2% decline in the GDP uh, for China. And, uh, and now the prime minister is not ruling out, as of yesterday, uh, the possibility of recession, given the fact it took about five months when SARS hit Singapore. It took about five months for it to kind of recover. But there's a big difference now. The, the Chinese economy didn't have such an impact then, 2003, 2004, upon tourism as it does now for Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia, and particularly Australia, incidentally. I mean, I was at Australia in December, and the tour parties now, just anecdotally, they're 30-40% mainland Chinese, as they are for the region generally. So it's a whole different ball game than it was in 2003-2004. It's a brand new day. Because of the power mm. of the Chinese impact, you know, the Chinese dollar, if you like, on the, uh, on the tourism industry. Yep. Joining us on the line now is our, our good friend, Jason Dacey, uh, in Brisbane, Australia. And Jason, of course, the founder of Cockatoo Media, a journalist based in Australia. Now, Jason, good morning. Welcome back to uh, your old home, Weekend Mornings. Good morning, Glenn, and good morning to Neil. Jason, uh, what are you seeing in terms of uh, the thoughts on the potential impact, financial impact, uh, economic impact in Australia due to the virus? It's huge, uh, Glenn, and that's because of the reliance on international students, particularly. That's just one part of the economy here, but mm. that's a, a very big thing for Australian institutions. But the, the big news here this week was that the Australian government has extended its travel ban on people who have travelled through China by another week. That was from uh, Prime Minister Scott Morrison. The ban initially was set for 14 days and due to expire today, it's now been extended uh, for another week that's on the advice of Australia's health authorities and the National Security Committee, and the ban would be reviewed every week. That's what Prime Minister Scott Morrison has said. So this has got a kind of an angry reaction from China. And the situation here is that a lot of um, overseas students, um, Chinese students who are studying in Australia, just can't come back. And uh, the school year for universities is getting underway in Australia. So there's a massive reliance on international students for Australian institutions. And I think something like uh, 10% of those uh, from China uh, and growing every year. So this is potentially a really big hit for the Australian economy, along with, of course, the bushfire crisis that struck Australia at the end of last year and also in January of this year. One would assume, Jason, that many of those students who are not being allowed to come back were home for the Lunar New Year. Is there any indication that people are going into quarantine like they are, for example, here in Singapore if they have had contact with people from China or any of those sorts of, uh, of things happening there? Yes, indeed, yes. In fact, evacuees from Wuhan in China were, through Australian citizens and permanent residents were sent to Christmas Island, which is a, an isolated uh, Australian territory, and also to near Darwin, to uh, military um, facilities there. So that's how they dealt with it. Still a relatively small problem here in Australia. There have been no deaths. It's only something like a dozen to maybe 15 cases reported, and they're under control. But uh, there is a feeling here of, uh, I wouldn't say panic, like perhaps parts of the world where you are, but people are very wary about how potentially this could uh, really affect the economy here and, and uh, just the population in general. Yeah, I think economy is the key there, Jason. As you correctly mentioned, they're still reeling slightly from the bushfire situation. I was just reading this week that the Reserve Bank of Australia chief, Philip Lowe has warned that COVID-19 will do more harm to the Australian economy 
than the 2003 SARS outbreak. And I'm reading some astonishing figures here, Jason. The Queensland Premier, of course, you're in Queensland, told State Parliament this week that the Cairns region alone has already lost $200 million in bookings. And Gold Coast, you and I are both very, very familiar with the Gold Coast, Gold Coast operators there are expecting to lose $400 million because for those parts of Queensland, particularly in that part of Queensland, northern Australia, northeastern Australia, it's a massive uh, part of their economy from China. You know, we're talking about half a billion dollars going to the economy in the Gold Coast alone just from China. So is that being talked about? Is that something that, you know, that part of the world is very concerned about? Oh, for sure, Neil. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head there. And I'm sitting here in my garden in Brisbane and it's All right, don't like rub it in. Don't rub it in, but carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here in my garden, you know, I can hear the cicadas uh, creek poking, you know, it's, it's a beautiful day. Everything to last, it's been raining a lot. So the bushfire crisis is pretty much behind us here in, in Queensland and much of Australia. All the fires are now out. Now, suddenly we have this health crisis that's affecting the economy. And you mentioned Cairns and you mentioned the Gold Coast. This week, the Queensland Premier, who's from the left-wing Labour Party, out uh, spoke uh, against the federal government, which is on the right, right wing of the uh, Liberal and uh, com- uh, National Country Party uh, coalition, about how they need more help. So there's even a political divide within Australia from the state of Queensland, mm. which is Labour-governed, and the, the country, which is governed by the... Liberal National Coalition, uh, and they're saying we need more help because areas like Cairns, you know, areas like the Whit Sundays, you know, Capricorn Coast, uh, Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast, and even Brisbane are being affected by, um, you know, this crisis, this health crisis that's uh, hitting our region. Well, these things always have a, a political connotation, as we know, and I, I can see why they'd be paranoid because. It's the mum and dad businesses that apparently, the mom and pop stores, as we call them, that may suffer most in those areas that you're mentioning because you're looking at something like 3,500 tourism operators, I'm reading, in the Gold Coast alone. And most of them are small and medium-sized operators. As you know yourself, there's a lot of small and medium-sized operators that are dependent upon regional tourism, aren't they, in that part of the world. Now, if the Chinese stop coming in, well, they are stopping coming in, that's going to have a political effect, isn't it? Because it's going to hit them in the wallet and then it may hit them in the ballot box. Oh, for sure, you know, and we've seen the end of the school holidays here at the end of January and that was when all the, you know, domestic uh, students were going to the Gold Coast on holidays with their families. So now that we're into February and heading towards, you know, March, this is when we really rely on the international tourism from China and other places to really boost the economy. And, and Queensland, the Sunshine State, as it's called, is very much uh, tourism-driven, and, and we really rely on international visitors. And as you guys know, the Chinese visitors are a major proportion. But let's just talk about the, the, the um, uh, higher education sector. Mm. In 2017, Australia's higher education sector generated $32 billion to the economy, and the University of Sydney topped the list of institutions dependent on fees from Chinese students. That's one-fifth of its total revenue. And there was always talk that universities were too reliant on the Chinese market. And now, if this crisis continues, we're going to see potentially, you know, universities really struggling in terms of their revenue. All right. Our special thanks uh, to Jason Dacey, uh, founder of Cockatoo Media and journalist based in Brisbane. Jason, thanks for your time and your insight today on Weekend Mornings. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Neil. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. 
or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.